Hello, it's Friday. It can mean only one thing. It is the West Beach Challengers podcast. And today, well, it is a special day because this week I have started the Advent Countdown to Christmas in a very West Beach fitness style. So each day I am giving you a challenge. Yesterday, it was a bit of a mindset task and I wanted you to fill in a form to rate how you're feeling in your body, to rate how uh, you feel about training, how you feel about your nutrition. And I'm gonna come in and talk about the first part of the form that I sent out, which was the question around how do you feel in your body? And why are you feeling like that? What would you need to kind of change to be shifting to feeling happier? in your body. So firstly, I think it's really good to kind of normalize that. Well, actually, from like reviewing all of your forms, I can see that the the normal way to be is to not be feeling seven out of seven in your body. And the average from all of you guys that submitted your forms was it was a 4.4. So kind of wanted to like look into that a little bit more, look into how we could start feeling better in our bodies. And yeah, what that might look like and what does it mean when we're not feeling like a seven out of seven in our body. So I thought I'd start with some of the descriptions and some of the things you guys were saying. So had a lot of uh, adjectives to go through with you, but things like people feeling like quite overwhelmed, feeling tired, feeling sluggish, not feeling connected, feeling stiff, squishy, wobbly, um, people feeling like they are heavy, a lot of kind of talk and a lot of focus around the tummy area and stomach area being a part of your body that doesn't feel comfortable, doesn't feel uh, like it belongs to you almost, just feels like something you would like to change. Um, really interesting about uh, some of the themes that also came through about not really being able to imagine living in a body that feels different, sort of not feeling like you've got that autonomy over your body to maybe change it, maybe move into a leaner body. Your body not really feeling like it's your own, not really feeling like it's very well looked after. And definitely that theme of putting probably other people's needs first because the next part of the question asked you sort of what was preventing you or sort of stopping you feeling better in the body that you're living in. And I think for so many of us, we are like massively kind of drained by life. We probably have like children, many of us, we might have like parents that we're also trying to manage or look after. We might be shifting hormonally ourselves. We probably at a point in our career or our jobs where maybe things are quite um, intense in that area as well. You probably have like a large mortgage. Um, So all of these different pressures, you're probably trying to hold down maybe a relationship, some social connections with some friends, keeping up with people. So there's an awful lot of expectation on us at the moment, I think. And on top of that, then there's also this massive expectation that we should be walking around in these bodies that just look a certain way. And I do think, because there was a lot of talk in the forms coming back, that you feel that if you lived in a smaller body, that you would feel better in your body and you would feel happier and you would feel maybe more confident and more energized. And this whole 
narrative that we tell ourselves that our bodies they're not really good enough as they are and they need to be smaller and if they were smaller then we would be happier and just to really start to get curious about that because is that true like do you have to live in a smaller body to be happier to be more confident to be more energetic or actually could you achieve feeling happier and feeling more confident and feeling more energized in another way is it actually directly correlated with the size of your body or actually if you started looking after yourself better if you started fueling yourself better if you started getting out and moving your body in the sunshine in the first half of the day would those things immaterial of whether they impacted on the size of the body you're living in would they not also start to kind of feed these things and i think we attribute so much um so much kind of weighting towards thinness as being this ideal and the thing that we should all be striving for and that if only we were thinner we would be happier and more confident and you only actually need to kind of stand back and have a look at supermodels or you know people whose lives really depend on them living in these smaller bodies and they're not always confident they're not always happier sometimes they have eating disorders or drug abuse issues and they still have their own things going on and obviously i i know a lot of you who have sent in the forms and i've got to tell you there is no correlation between body size and how happy you're feeling living in your body. So if you're still telling yourself this narrative or sort of waiting for this joyful moment when you finally step into the body you feel like you deserve to live in, that all your problems are gonna disappear. I'm here to just basically remind you that it, it's kind of a narrative that's keeping you stuck, this feeling or this, this internal narrative that you need to be smaller to feel better in your body it's not true and actually what will happen is maybe one day you do stand on the scales and finally they're that number that you wanted them to be again but if you have got there by damaging your relationship with food by having to live a life that doesn't really align with the type of person you want to be then any result that you've got from kind of going on that quick fix is going to be um going to be quite sad because obviously it's not going to be lasting and you're just going to be back at square one and you're going to have lost even more trust in yourself as being a person that can affect real true meaningful change which i know is uh what you guys are really after because lots of people again will come and work with me and say that they feel fat and I think, well, firstly, fat isn't a feeling, it's a store of energy and you've got to remember that. So your current body composition, the, the body that you are lucky enough to be living in is a reflection of how you have treated it over months and years and the behaviors and habits that you've kind of just got into repeating over time. And it might be some of these habits and behaviors aren't habits that you even particularly enjoy maybe that they don't optimize you maybe they don't make you thrive but they do appear to be the baseline of habit that you return to so you have to go on a different journey to the quick fix to actually solve these problems if they are problems or you need to go on the journey of really becoming very comfortable with the fact that you do have a, a lifestyle that you really enjoy you you maybe hopefully do have these health seeking behaviors 
and start realizing that there might need to be some more acceptance and a little bit more compassion and bringing in a bit more reality about aligning your dream body and your dream lifestyle. Because yes, maybe if I had a magic wand, I could nip you, zip you into your dream body. But actually, if you were really honest with yourself, with your current way of looking after yourself, would that dream body last a week? Would it last a month? Would it last a year? If you continue to treat it in the way that you treat your current body, so maybe that isn't moving enough. Maybe it's that you don't train regularly. Maybe it's that you don't really look for um, the most kind of nourishing foods the majority of the time. That body, even though it might look like the body you think you want to inhabit. It's not going to feel great if you haven't changed your behaviors and it's not going to stay looking the way you want this dream body to stay looking if you haven't really learned a set of behaviors that you enjoy repeating. And this is why I think we have fat loss the wrong way around. I think we try and rush into shrinking our bodies before we give ourselves a chance to understand that we need to find a pattern of movement, training and nourishment that makes us feel incredible. And then, and only then, can you actually maybe add in that layer of looking at shifting body composition. Quite often, and I would say from like experience of working with women for a number of years now, I actually think if we take the focus off fat loss, And instead, we put it into optimizing you, nourishing you better, getting you stronger, getting you fitter. The other stuff just happens in the background. And if then you find you are in a really healthy space with your body image and a really healthy space with your relationship with food, and you've got a lovely fundamental pattern of training and movement that you enjoy, you then, and I would say only then, can actually seek out maybe tapping into some of this stored up energy, which is all fat is. Fat is not a feeling. It is a store of the energy that you have laid down because you haven't used it over time. So again, like a bit like a bank balance, you have paid more in than you have spent out. Therefore, your fat cells have held on to more fat than maybe you would like. But again, the science of it that, you know, fat loss is available to everybody. But what I would and what I want you to start challenging yourself to think about is actually, is that where you need to be right now on your journey? Do you really need another quick fix? Or do you actually need to do some internal work about finding a bit of body neutrality, finding that you want to look after your body better, and then letting everything work itself out in the wash. Once you've got this stable, consistent, pattern of looking after yourself better. How does your body respond to that? And you might be surprised. I've got to tell you, the women that start doing this work, you know, the results they get are phenomenal. And the best thing I can ever hear is that I just feel so much better in my body. I do think though that I probably can't talk about this sort of societal pressure that women have to look in a certain way. And I do encourage you to look at things like your social media and actually see what kind of body images are you putting through your eyeballs and into your brain? Like what kind of subliminal messaging are you giving yourself about the type of body that you should be living in, the type of body that is socially acceptable? And then get really curious about that because you probably yourself have a thin bias. You probably do equate kind of being more socially acceptable is, is will you will be more socially acceptable if you like if you live in a smaller body 
but have a, then a think about how you look out at the world and you know how regularly you're thinking about people's size and shape and just start getting a little bit kind of curious about the narrative that you have if you're always kind of diagnostically looking at people and picking their bodies apart it's not a surprise that you're then doing it to yourself. So you kind of need to stop doing both. You need to stop commenting on people's size and weight. It's not helpful. And actually what it's telling you is that you're not enough. And again, just going around telling people, oh my gosh, you look great. Have you lost weight? Again, it's just this culture that we live in where we always think that thinness is sort of the most prized thing of all. Um, so again, trying to monitor your own language as well as your internal narrative. And if you find yourself doing things like looking in the mirror and body scanning and pulling yourself apart, you are in the majority, but notice yourself doing that and then try and scan out and try and see your body as a whole and then start having a practice maybe of gratitude of every time you want to just look at your thighs or look at your stomach or pull your skin, actually think, right, what has my body allowed me to do today? Or what has my body done? Like I remember one amazing thing that your body's done for you and just practice neutralizing this kind of body shaming and hating with something much more positive. Oh, I do have many notes to get through today, but I definitely do just feel there needs to be a normalization of actually what does an average female body look like? And I don't think there's any better place to do this. And it's not really the weather for it at the moment, but when you go onto a beach in the UK and just have a little look around, so you're not on Instagram, it's not curated. And actually, I mean, the majority of the UK population is overweight. And the majority of the UK population will go on to have metabolic disease. So I'm not saying that we need to um, not strive for improving our health and fitness, but I think we really need to normalize what female bodies look like and why we have this notion that our tummies shouldn't exist, even if maybe we've had a few kids and why we feel that, you know, our bodies shouldn't jiggle or move. Like, that's just something that we tell ourselves and that when we look at models or people who have a career that revolves around staying in these very small lean bodies you know it's not going to be comparable if you are a busy working mum who you know can't gravitate her whole world around you know keeping as small as possible and then the problem is that you'll just be kind of eternally kind of berating yourself and beating yourself over the head for not being in this smaller body where you can't pinch like a bit of fat on your tummy. So just again, just notice the internal chat that goes on around you and your body. Would you talk to a friend? So if they suddenly lived in your body and they were like, oh, I hate this about my body, what would you say to them? You'd probably say some really kind things like, you know, have a think about what your body's done for you. And just because you are being more compassionate, it doesn't mean that you can't also seek to change your body if you want to, but you need to feel like you have autonomy and you have choice and that you're not being forced into doing anything just because society expects your body to be a certain way. And actually just really start looking at normal bodies everywhere. And the fact that so many of you popped in type forms just 
again, highlights the fact that the normal thing is, is to be sadly dissatisfied with your body, but it doesn't mean that you can't start a practice of gratitude. And it doesn't mean that you can't practice starting to find some body neutrality. And it is a practice. I tell you what, it'd be much easier if you just stay really discontent with your body than to actually dig a little bit deeper and actually start challenging some of your held beliefs about how your body needs to be looking. Because one thing I think we can all agree is that if we look back to ourselves of like 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, we wish we had been happy in our bodies then. And maybe you were happy in your body then, but were you? I remember being like in my 20s and I was dissatisfied and then, you know, teenager and dissatisfied. But when you look back, you're like, oh God, like my skin was amazing. Like I was so youthful. And just fast forward another 10 years and just try and have a think about what your 50 year old self would say to your 40 year old self and your 60 year old self would say to your 50 year old self, I do think it is a little bit of a feminist issue that we are so preoccupied with just trying to stay in these thin, tiny bodies that it just stops us going about and doing remarkable things in the world. So every time you kind of get sucked back into that kind of just wanting to be thinner, because if you were thinner, then everything in your life would be better. Just challenge it because I think it, I think it's I don't think it's true. I was going to swear then. Um, there's a, love, a lovely Sarah, if you're listening, I actually thought of you then, Sarah, as I nearly swore. <laughs> I'll do it later, I promise. Um, okay, so definitely just starting to get really curious because actually I think what would give all of us uh, a better feeling in our bodies would be if we were looking after them a bit better. I think we would all feel better if we looked after our bodies. I think if we were nourishing them, I think if we were training them, I think if we were taking them from walks and getting our vitamin D, I think our mental health would improve and I think we would feel so much better. So that's what I think we need to be doing to be feeling better in our bodies, as well as working on body neutrality. So thinking about your body and what it does for you, what it's done for you, thinking about it like a instrument, not an ornament. And yeah, just definitely working on that internal chatter is my, um, is my challenge to you. I'm just having a little look because I've written down so much in my big scribbly handwriting. But yeah, I've put here cultivating a practice of acceptance. And sometimes things like yoga or some breathing or some mindfulness or just putting your hand to your heart and just doing some breaths, maybe doing a few breaths in and a few breaths out and just centering yourself, taking your shoes off, putting your feet on the ground, just really trying to live inside your body and most of us and i know quite a few of you guys as well we're so busy like running around like headless chickens and then every now and again probably looking in the mirror and being really dissatisfied and then running around like a headless chicken it takes a lot more work to actually return into your body and start living in your body again and stop judging it from the outside because we can be really mean when we just always stay on the outside of our body and start judging it so just keep thinking isn't it amazing that my body did this for me today isn't it amazing that i get to go out and get some steps today so just definitely practicing um a lot more kind of compassion and challenging your inner critic because it will be there I'm just gonna have a little, definitely again, if you do find yourself body scanning, just do something else. If you want to start pulling yourself apart in front of the mirror, just have a think like, 
you know, you wouldn't want your daughter to do that if you have a daughter. You wouldn't want your friend to be doing that. It just, again, it really keeps feeding into this narrative of you're not enough as you are, you're not good enough. So just go and do something more productive. Maybe do some press-ups. Maybe, because what doing press-ups does and what doing movement does is it gives you a new respect for your body because you're like, wow, that's quite incredible, actually. Even though I maybe haven't always treated my body brilliantly, my body's just allowed me to do some box press-ups. And actually there's a lot of people who I'm working with who came into the reset. I'm trying to think it probably was about 10 weeks ago and just continuing to appreciate how your body changes once you start introducing training. So moving from box press-ups to on your knees, the first time you get up onto your toes and do a full press-up, you will have so much more respect for your body and then you'll do two and then you'll do three. And there's a real kind of, I was working, I have a lady I coach, and we were talking about like the holy trinity of movement, nutrition and training. And it is the magic of getting all three off the ground because when you start training your body, you want to look after it better. You get quite interested in how could I improve my performance? Like how could I fuel my body better? So the the training and the nourishment comes together and then the, the movement, that headspace, that kind of time to actually think and get out into nature and kind of reground yourself as well. It really is the holy trinity. So working on those three things and they are like dominoes. You set one off and the other ones will come. I would probably say, what would I say the gateway is? I often think it's actually starting to train. So actually starting to do some physical movement that is the uh, starting domino in my opinion. So I'm just having a look. I think I've probably only got one page of notes left, but definitely trying to accept your body. So right now, just as it is, because if you have a think about it, it is your body is a representation of your behaviors and habits. So it doesn't mean that you can't change those, but you need to come at it with a lot of love. You need to come at it with compassion and with patience. There's no point beating yourself over the head with the fact that maybe you haven't looked after your body as well as you could have done because that doesn't help anyone. You need to be like, wow, isn't it amazing? But although I haven't treated my body as well as I possibly should have done, it's still doing all of this incredible stuff for me. And make lists. I love uh, the people that I work with journaling and I've got a whole section on emotional eating that I get you guys to go through and the emotional eating podcasts are actually on this podcast if you're interested have a little listen but really starting to sort of go through that journey and really sort of writing down things you can even write down things like a timeline of your body so all the incredible stuff your body has enabled you to do because we've probably all gone through times where we have overeaten we have drunk too much booze we have starved ourselves a bit we have gone on fatty restrictive diets and denied ourselves the foods that we really love we've done all of these things but all that they've probably served to do is actually disconnect you from your body and yeah you basically need to go on the journey of healing it and actually coming back into it so you know how it wants to be looked after and then once you've got this like nice harmonious balance then you can kind of have a think again about how you're feeling in your body but if you have got poor body image if you don't know how to nourish your body if you are emotionally regulating regularly um with food so kind of 
eating when you're bored, eating when you're anxious, only having food to treat yourself, kind of always falling into this sort of self-soothing style of uh, managing your emotions. So rather than going out for the walk, even though, you know, it's raining outside, maybe you think, oh, actually, it's much kinder for me just to sit on the sofa. I've had a hard day. I'm just going to watch some telly. Like that is self-soothing. And I think sometimes we get a little bit confused because there's a lot of stuff out there at the moment about, you know, loving yourself and looking after yourself. But sometimes, and this is like the tough coach in me, um, coming to remind you sometimes loving yourself even more deeply is actually doing the hard thing. So sometimes it is putting on your waterproofs and heading out into the rainy, dark evening. And then of course, come back and have a nice bath and then sit in front of the telly. But do the hard thing first. Do the thing that is actually loving you, the you of tomorrow, rather than just always going for that instant gratification. Because yeah, it feels great when you, I don't know, just decide to like get that takeaway or just decide to sink onto the sofa. But actually, it is a token of much deeper self-love to think about and curate an amazing nourishing meal where you've actually thought about what you want for yourself at the moment, like what your goals are, how preparing this meal kind of aligns with that, because that's going to feel like a lot less friction. If you do have a nourishment goal, want to start eating better, yes, ordering that like takeaway might feel great in the minute because you're like relieved, you don't have to cook tonight. But actually, if you had gone to the shops maybe you would have got some steps in and then maybe you would have had to think about how you were going to put this meal together and you would have felt really proud of yourself afterwards and hopefully really satiated because it was delicious because you would have hopefully followed the plate method so all of these things and then the next day that glow would have carried on but so often we just go for the quick fix we just go for the thing that gives us instant gratification and i'm asking you to look for the thing that actually serves you that actually moves you in the direction of travel that you want to do. Because I think even though so many of us would say that fat loss is our goal, I just am here to remind you, I just don't think it's your priority unless you have got body neutrality, unless you have got a really nice stable way of nourishing your body properly and a pattern of movement and training you like. And if you haven't got those fundamentals in place, you will end up just on another quick fix and then another one and then another one. Whereas if you do this work, you never have to go on a diet again. And that's really exciting. You feel like you have autonomy again. You feel like you have choice again. And that is so important because ultimately, whatever is most important to you, and I did ask you guys to write down what is important to you at the moment in life, you need to make sure that your values are aligned with your goal. So even if you still say, yes, Katie, I've got all of those things in place, and um, I still have a fat loss goal, that's fine. And if you've put family at the top of your uh, values, then it might be, well, what would living in a you know, smaller or maybe more metabolically active body do? Well, actually, it's going to help me run around with my kids. I want to be a more active like grandparent when it happens, you know, or maybe you have a top value around being healthy. So again, you've got to just make sure that whatever goal you keep choosing for yourself is actually aligned and rooted somewhere that is meaningful to you, rather than just kind of like jumping on, oh, yeah, well, I'm sure I'd just feel more confident if I was a bit thinner because that isn't the truth. And you just need to really kind of ditch the narrative that changing how you look will make you happier. Because actually, I think that is false. And I don't think it 
ever provide anything meaningful or sustainable unless you've done that deeper piece of work about finding some body neutrality, finding some respect for your body, and then wanting and choosing to make choices that align with you know, having that value of looking after you better, putting yourself first. I know every single woman listening to this is probably guilty of not putting herself first. So again, I could say that's another challenge. Try and put yourself first. I did get all of you guys actually to tick what things you could commit to this week. So make sure that is somewhere visible. I know it gets emailed back to you, but lots of you I know are going to be looking for more variety in your vegetables. You're going to be looking for protein at every meal. I know some of you are looking for 20 minutes of movement. Some of you are going to be looking to be booking in your training. Don't imagine if you don't train and it's not your habit that you're going to remember to train. I am going to be dropping training videos into the calendar. So if you are on that, then obviously just look out because uh, day three is coming um, and that's very exciting. I'll obviously refresh my memory to what day three will be. I'm going to come on again and talk about nourishment um, and kind of pick apart like the type for me bits a bit more. But I'm really hoping that you can seek a shift. I want you to ask yourself, what would it take for me to be a six out of seven in the way I feel in my body? You know, maybe it's going to be getting some more sleep. Maybe it's getting some more meaningful connection. Maybe it's not emotionally regulating with food, but whatever it is, I want you to really think about what it is, but not be thinking, well, I just need to be thinner to feel better in my body. Because, yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a spoiler, but it's not going to be where the magic is. All right, guys, I'm going to stop talking because anchors suddenly freeze you out of 30 minutes. But I reckon this is a good, a good 30 minute walk podcast. And uh, yeah, keep your energy in the group. I want to see faces. I want to get questions. If anyone wants to reach out about one-to-one -one or group coaching, let me know. There will be a new group starting in January. And I do have a couple of one-to-one -one spaces. If you need a slower approach, if you need a bit more personalization and one-to-one, -one, I'm always happy to uh, jump on a call. So let me know. Have lovely weekends. Bye.